I'm not normally one for first-person shooter-style games, but when I heard that Ben Esposito of Edith Finch, Donut County, and the Sonic Dreams Collection, actually, we don't, we don't talk about that one. Anyway, when I heard he was the driving force behind this game, I knew I had to pick it up. This is an indie dev legend dropping a new game, but I wasn't expecting it to look like, well, like a PS2 era COD mod, but I braved it anyway and dove head first and I was not disappointed. There's a reason this indie game is a certified hit already, and it's not for the cringe-inducing narrative. It's like how you can never be a true gamer if you only ever play on easy mode. No, this game does an incredible job of reteaching gamers something that they likely forgot about themselves. That performance-driven gaming doesn't have to be a competition. Even if there is a leaderboard, this game redefines what it means to get good. For this video, I wanna talk a bit about how Ben does this, and also how it might help us to understand a bit about our own lives as human beings doing the best that we can. Life isn't about doing everything correctly. It's about doing every correct thing. Let's talk about it. Folks, welcome to Checkpoint Church, where nerds, geeks, and gamers come together to talk about faith games and delightfully cringy anime tropes. Uh. I am your nerd pastor, Nate. If you like these weekly deep dives, then be sure to sub, hit that bell, and find out when our next one drops. Folks, as always, we're gonna start this video with our scripture. Our scripture for this video comes from the Epistle of Romans, chapter 12, verses one through three. I'm gonna reading from the NRSVUE. That's my preferred translation, is what's gonna be on the screen, but if you have one that you prefer to use, feel free to use that one as well. I appeal to you, therefore, brothers and sisters, on the basis of God's mercy, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your reasonable act of worship. Do not be conformed to this age, but be transformed by the renewing of the mind, so that you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. For by the grace given to me, I say to everyone among you not to think of yourself more highly than you ought to think, but to think with sober judgment, each according to the measure of faith that God has assigned. Odds are if you clicked on this video, you probably know, but let's talk about it anyway. What is Neon White? Well, Neon White is a speed-based, performance-driven, card-themed FPS that pushes the player to shoot demons as they parkour their way to the end of a series of well over a hundred courses that all demand something different from you. The story of this game is fun, and I personally love the constant anime tropes that are downright nauseating. She'll get over it, probably. Yeah, Spike Spiegel's Vigo, Steve Bloom leading the cast as white. It really just doesn't get much better than that. The gist of the narrative is light at best. We enter a world where not so kind people are brought up from hell to serve as assassins, although really more like plumbers, if you think about it, for the demons that are running rampant in the lower levels of heaven. These assassins are known as neons and all are given different masks and tasks to help cull the demon ranks. Our MC is Neon White, who predictably has had his memory erased to keep us interested in the story as players. Our closest pals are Neon Yellow, Neon Red, and Neon Violet. We're somehow connected to these three, but we only get to learn our story in bits and pieces throughout the playthrough. Oh, and of course, there's also the hulking Neon Green who has a serious obsession with us as Neon White. Maybe they just really want a reboot of Bebop? Maybe? Whoever ranks up the highest gets access to the special Halo and gets to stay in heaven when all is said and done, while all the others either die again or are sent back to hell. Although, looking at Green's Halo, I, I, something seems off about it something. Green has won several games in a row, and that's all I'll reveal for this video because the narrative isn't really why we're here for this one. It's also 
probably not why you're playing this game. In an interview on the Eggplant, The Secret Lives of Game podcast, Ben said as much, explaining that the story really only serves as a kind of salve to the usual burnout that speedrunners get on games like these. I always get burned out. So like the story is meant to be kind of a, a pacing tool and a reward. The story is either bait or a moment of calm between the trials of the game itself. So why this game? What is making this game with so much vacant white space and downright boring looking building models so interesting? What makes it warrant all these high scores from all of these various reviewing sources? Well, in that same interview, Ben commented on his own reason for making this game how he did. I want it to be the most video games game that it could be. In some of his other projects, he's taken the angle of making games that defy the conventional gaming tropes. Edith Finch, doesn't play like a narrative game. Donut County doesn't play like a Katamari collector. In this project, he decided not to take that cynical reinvent the wheel mentality and instead wanted to invoke the most video gamey video game he could possibly muster. To the point that he wanted to recreate the feeling of trying for the fastest run in his high school bedroom playing the games of a past era. I said, I'm gonna make a game for myself when I was a teenager, because that's when I was the most steeped in games. And he certainly succeeded for me. I haven't felt about a game how I feel about Neon White in quite a while. As a downright narrative gamer, I wouldn't play this game by the narrative alone. It's fine enough. I obviously have a love for the zero-sum game model. Danganronpa, Zero Escape, this game is not. Maybe the ending gets better. I haven't finished it yet, but I mean, it, it's a good story, but it's not something that's gonna like absolutely blow me out of the water. Yet I'm still absolutely drawn to this game. To the point that when I started playing it on stream and I promised them I wouldn't move on without them, I went in between play sessions and unlocked all of the platinum time trophies I could up until that point. I am not a trophy gamer, but this game turned me into one. Sort of. I don't expect to become the type to go and start trophy hunting on all my past games of the most recent few years. Now, I'm really only interested in working so hard for this game in particular. The design of this game is really pretty impressive. You enter a level with the purpose of doing two things, destroying all the demons and reaching the crystal teleporter thingy. The way that you get there is by collecting a series of cards, each of which give you a different type of weapon. Each type of weapon can also be redeemed for a special single use parkour power move, kind of like a double jump, a rocket forward, a ground stomp, uh, just to name a few of them. Thus, the first trick of the game is to use the cards wisely to reach your destination safely with all of the kills that you need to win and teleport through the crystal. But then after your first successful run, you see the time trial and what do you mean? I could have done this in 13.5 seconds. Then it's on like Donkey Kong and you start getting after it to get the crazy fast platinum time trial. After the first few courses, you begin to notice that each of these levels have a sort of trick to them, a secret tunnel, if you will. So you start to look for the secret on the first try and then you start to get good at knowing what's required just by the guns that the game gives you and in the order that they give them to you and it feels good and you feel good and you want more. You look forward to the next mission, the next time trial, the next platinum. And if you're like me, you notice that the leaderboard is no longer something that entices you towards competition, but awe. You start to look at others who are doing the game in these insane periods of time. You find them on YouTube watching their speed runs and you're blown away by the creativity. You pick up their tips and tricks for yourselves. You try it out and the game suddenly becomes easier. It's a brilliantly crafted piece of ludological art. The game has taught you how to best play the game without you ever even noticing it. And that is the trick that makes this game so very good. And believe it or not, 
It's also where our scripture for today comes in. I included three verses from Paul for this one, but it's really the most famous of them that I wanna focus on for this video. Paul's letter to the Romans is a bit different from his others because he hasn't actually met this church in person yet. Isn't sure if he ever will. He's wanting to kind of write a 101 Ned Declassified Christ Survival Guide for the early church. And this comes across as a very cut and dry collection of appeals from Paul on how to actually live as Christ live without the flavor, pomp and circumstance or relationship that he's built from a previous visit. This passage explains that should we wanna be acceptable to God, we need to live our lives as living sacrifices. This, Paul says, is how we worship God. Not a works-based gospel, but a life lived for Jesus as if it is a sacrifice. Then Paul drops this line that he has no idea will be seen in Hobby Lobby's worldwide. Is Hobby Lobby worldwide? I'm not sure. Do not be conformed to this age, but be transformed by the renewing of the mind. I mean, that's downright poetry, right? It's almost Shakespearean. Paul says we should discern what is God's will by the transformative experience of understanding who this Jesus guy is and then what is asked of us. It is by this process that we know what is good, what is acceptable, what is perfect. Paul continues because he's planted more than a few of these churches by now that he knows what's up. So he says, my brother in Christ, I say this with love, please don't think of yourself more highly than you ought. Certainly don't start a measuring contest, I beg of you. Paul already sees the competition that we will discern for ourselves very quickly because it feels good to do good. And so we start measuring ourselves up against others. But that's that conformative mess he was just talking about. See, when Paul says not to be conformed to this age, he isn't talking about the pagans, but all of humanity, and we're all humanity around here. The transformation that we seek has nothing to do with those around us. We aspire to a higher goal. We run a better race, one that is unique, nuanced, and has nothing to do with competing with others. Any Christian or speedrunner worth their salt will tell you there's no victory gained in obsessing over your competition. Look at virtually every sports movie trope ever. The point is never just being better than the other person. It's about being the very best that you personally can be. In the same way, neon white forces you to discover the skill within your own self. Odds are you'll be rough the first couple times, but then you'll discover the shortcuts and then you'll start noticing them everywhere. You'll learn how to use the guns better and the parkour tricks at the right spot and the right time. You'll discover that your own skills are growing by leaps and bounds without the game ever holding your hand or forcing you to conform to its own play style. Instead, you're literally being transformed by a better understanding of how the game works and what you need to do next. In the same way, we are called to be our very best in our walks as human beings and followers of Christ. We discover things about ourselves each and every day. We may be tempted to just follow someone else's walk or to be inauthentic to ourselves, but the truth is that we don't need anyone else's path. We already have the example we're called to follow in Jesus, but it doesn't stop there. It's still not a conforming game. Once we discover where to live like Jesus, we realize just how beautiful and nuanced that walk is in and of itself. Case in point, not just everybody finds themselves watching sermons from a nerd church about neon white. You're likely watching this as a transformed person because you're uniquely called and crafted with care and thoughtfulness. Even neon white has its limits. There is likely a best way to play. There is a way to conform to the rules and models in the game to best perform. But in real life, there's endless nuance and possibility. Neon White does an excellent job at reminding us what life in gaming is really about. Being the very best that we can be in that moment, in that space, testing things out, knowing what to look for, bringing our A game every time, that's the good stuff. But what does this all actually mean for us today? How can we use this information to be better human beings? Well, hopefully we can remember that speedrunning isn't about being better than the competition. Someone will always be the best at something. And sometimes it might even be you. But the point of speedrunning 
is being the best that you can be. It's different than PvP in that way. And life is very much the same thing. We're not competitors in the race of life. We're collaborators, co-competitors, and encouragers. Rather than trying to force others to run your way of life, celebrate the way that others are gifted. And the same goes for you. Don't measure your worth on the merits of others, but see the amazing things that you're doing with your own two hands and willpower. In the immortal words of Dr. Seuss, there is nobody youer than you. And community is the lifeblood that takes you to that next level. Bring your A-game to the party and then join up with others who are doing that too. Together, we can build one another up and bring more than we could ever do on our own. So. Whether you're a little brain wiped or a little bit twisted or just another dude, bro, know that you're always welcome to run the race of life with us here at Checkpoint Church. Folks, thank you so much for watching this video. I so appreciate you taking time out of your schedules each week to watch these nerdy deep dives and join us on this nerdy deep dive journey. If you want more of what Checkpoint Church is doing every single week, we are streaming on Twitch every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, sometimes Thursday. Check in the Discord. That's where all the information will go. And that's my next plug. Check out our Discord. That's where we are every single day, hanging out and sharing questions of the day and just getting to know one another and build an awesome community together. Hey, quick question for you. What is your favorite performance-driven game? Neon White is like... I mean, it's pretty much as good as it gets for me. I used to probably would have said like Mario Kart would have been something for me, but man, Neon White just takes it to the next level. With that, folks, we're gonna wrap this video up with the three things that we believe to be true about every single one of you out there, regardless of whether or not you are a Christian, regardless of whether or not you believe in God, don't believe in God, like church, don't like church, enjoyed this video, didn't enjoy this video, liked Neon White, didn't like Neon White. None of those things change these three things that we believe to be true about every single person watching this video at any point in time. Number one, we believe that God loves you, like really, really loves you. Number two, we love you. We want community with you. That's what we're doing here on YouTube, Twitch, and Discord. And number three, we believe that you, yes, you matter. You are a person of sacred worth. The world is a better place. Why? Because you are in it. You're not just another name on a leaderboard, but instead you are a person who's trying your best and we value your place here in this community and in this space. Folks, with that, I hope to see you around the Discord or around our Twitch or back here, same time, same place for another Nerdy Sermon next week. Until then, bye-bye! I am so sorry. I'm really, I'm so sorry. Please, please let me apologize, please. I didn't, I'm so sorry.